This is Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. 20 minutes after 3 o'clock. We're in conversation next with uh, Sabir Ibrahim, political analyst and consultant and uh, specializing in Sudan as well as in the Horn of Africa. Explosions and gunfire have been reported in Sudan's capital of Khartoum. Today, almost 100 civilians reportedly died as fighting continued between Sudan's army and the rival Rapid Support Forces. The violence, which began on Saturday, was sparked by a disagreement over the integration of the RSF into the military as part of a transition towards a civilian rule. To explain the political dynamics around this complex issue, Sabir Ibrahim now joining us on the line. Sabir, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Just a quick one. First of all, um, when last have you heard of any explosions or gunfire since the start of the day? Uh, thank you so much for having me and thank you for listening. Uh, the gun is sad now for this third day, you know. People are really suffering in the ground, you know. And, you know, Khartoum is almost uh, 10 million plus, you know, populations. And, and, and unfortunately, the, um, the militaries and the attorneys, they uh, air bombardings to civilians' places whereby there is no corridors for medicines, food, water, clean water, and, and really disasters, you know. So, currently, are the clashes still ongoing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Okay, so let's speak about what is at the core of this and also the failure to reach an agreement around a civilian rule, at least building up to that transition. Well, I think that question is quite complicated because the issue issue of resource, you know. You see, we, the Sudanese, uh, overthrown the Bashir rule after 30 years. And they went to the street looking for just civil society, civilian governments. So we say enough for enough that is, you know, we don't need to Sudan to be ruled by militaries. And, and unfortunately, the general, Bashir generals are still in power. So the, 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 the revolutions of uh, taking over, it was like half revolution. You see, the half revolution is no revolution, as I said, you know. Mm-hmm. That is a big mistake that has been committed, that, you know, they failed to de- uproot the Bashirs and the general out of the armies. And now today we are, we are, we are, we are, we are paying for that. How would that have happened? How would you have rooted them out, also considering that initially um, there was um, the push to have the, the former president also being prosecuted and even handing him over to the International Criminal Court? Now, this is only lip service. You know, it, it knows that, you know, in the armies, in African politics, armies, they, they will never take their generals to, to be persecuted. So even these uh, notions of Bashir being persecuted and being in prison, it's, it's, it's like an artificial thing. It's not true. You know, because if you want to take him to, to, to try him, now it's almost serious. He's overthrown. What they are waiting for? And I, ICC, they request him to, to request it to take him back to to, to court. And the general say, no, we are not taking our general. So there is there is it's a sort of a lip service, you know. They don't they are not serious about true transformations of civilians and pro democratic system. Mm-hmm. And apart from that, don't forget those generals are business people. They have a resource, and one of the generals they have got minings of gold. And they have billions of dollars, so it is issue of resource. Who controlling what? And unfortunately, the civilians are on the paying now. 
I see Al Jazeera is reporting that the director of uh, the chairperson of the African Union Commission is calling on uh, the Peace and Security Council as well as the African Union, which held an emergency meeting yesterday, uh, to help at least on trying to find a solution. But where would such a solution come from, considering that the clashes are ongoing? That, that, is, that is what I'm saying. You see, most of the airports and the towers of the airport being destroyed no airplanes for the last 30 days to come even to land to Sudan. And, and even we didn't get the green light. They know I had that, you know, Comrade Salsa Kiu Mariadit of uh, South Sudan, the president of South Sudan and president of Kenya, they're yeah. supposed to head to Khartoum to to to, to defraud this, this crisis and, and at least to see where's the solution, or at least to open uh, open dialogue. But uh, material-wise, I, I, I don't see how they can do these things. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really serious problem. So 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 you you just mentioned William Ruto now, the president of of Kenya, and this is something that he mentioned during that IGAT uh, meeting as well, the virtual meeting that there needs to be a cessation of of hostilities. Um, but again, even the cessation of hostilities would be a result of ongoing negotiations. But where would those negotiations even be taking place? Now the question is that. This negotiation, what is the basis of negotiations? If you see the general, uh, the, the, the main national armies create the militia. And the militia become more powerful than the general, the, mm. the national armies. And they're fighting for who control what. How, what kind of negotiation? That's my question. What negotiation for what? To bring what? Do you suspect, that it, do you suspect at all that this could be a proxy war that's at play here as well? Are there external, you external factors? Ex- yeah. You mean external factors? Yeah. Probably might happen because we have, we, we, since Bashir has been overthrown, most of the internal factors are the ones who are uh, playing role, the heavy role in Sudan. Look at the Egypt and look at the United Arab Emirates, you at Saudi Arabia, look at Russia, America. All that are involved in this. So I, 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 I wouldn't rule out that, you know, all these scenarios might be part and parcel of the external factors. Well, we saw what happened with uh, with Ethiopia, for instance, and the negotiations that were led there. Um, and uh, the former president of, of Kenya, as well as our former deputy president here in South Africa, Pumzilem Lambongoka, being part of the mediators and negotiators. Um, do you think that that's possible at all? I believe so. I believe South Africa have got a big role to play because it's most respected country and... Uh, and uh, African Union could also could play big roles, you know, to 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 defuse this kind of crisis. And the international communities, you know, for instance, today they 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 aid for opening corridors for medicines, hospitals, and many people dying in the street. There is no way even to bury them. So it is really, really we need international communities and precisely Africa have to be to join their hand to see where we're gonna go where we can solve those problems. Hmm. The sooner the better, you know. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. Sabir Ibrahim is a, is a political analyst and also consultant who specializes in Sudan as well as the Horn of Africa. 614 You're tweeted Aldrin Simpier and our studio line is 86 Hashtag SFMBTH.